0: You've got to know about the relief and recovery creams from Escape Artists, particularly since it's the highest awarded taco brand in all of Colorado. It prioritizes quality and consistency. It's not going to stain clothes or sheets. It's not greasy. It helps penetrate for that deep muscle tissue discomfort that's fast absorbing that's what escape artists does and you can get them at any of your 11 denver metro light shade dispensary locations they've got a premium selection of cannabis concentrates down there at lightshade they got top shelf flowers edibles tinctures you name it and now you can actually get 25 percent off non-sale items when you use code dnvr shop online at lightshade.com for your pickup or visit a lightshade location near you that's your first pitch now let's play ball Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now when you use code DNVR at sign up, a $5 bet on any team to win in the NBA playoffs is going to net you $150 in free bets. All you got to do is pick the winner, favorite or otherwise. That's on DraftKings Sportsbook when you use code DNVR for first-time users. I'm your host, Patrick Lyons, and on today's show, of course, we have a wonderful conversation with Susie Hunter about all things Colorado Rockies, where we talk about all of the transactions that were about to go on today and eventually did happen And play that wonderful game of say what. And this is more of a Rockies-related edition of all the most interesting quotes out of the last week from the Rockies Clubhouse. But first, let's get started with Tuesday night's game. Rockies lose 10 to 7. Rockies have now lost 12 straight to the Giants, dating back to August of last year. It's tied for their second longest losing streak against a single team in franchise history. They also lost 12 straight. To the Dodgers not that long ago, the end of September 2018 through June of 2019. Of course, the franchise record is within reach, but still far away 16 straight to Atlanta from 93 to 94. Not a great way to start off as an expansion franchise. During these 12 wins, the Giants have outscored the Rockies 95 to 41. And in fact, the Giants' winning streak against the Rockies is their longest against a single opponent since the New York Giants. Yes, back when they were in New York. Defeated the Phillies in 12 straight games from July 1945 through April of 1946. What was the turning point of the game? Well, it probably was the second pitch by Chad Cool, A home run to right field by Tom La Stella, who had himself a day, two doubles, and a walk. Fantastic three-for-five performance. Gabe Kapler had just mentioned on Monday's pregame that Stella is one of the best ABs in all of baseball, and he still continued to show that in just his second game off of the IL. You also had, starting off the second inning, a triple to Brandon Crawford. That ended up essentially being somewhat of a inside-the-park home run. You had a throwing error by Brandon Rogers that allowed Crawford to score a run there, and then a four-run third inning that was started off by Another error by Brendan Rodgers. He did have two in the game, has three for the entirety of the season. And so at the third inning, it was 6-1. to And in fact, in the sixth inning, going into the bottom of the sixth, the Giants had a 10-2 to lead. And yet, as I detailed, it was a 10-7 final score. The Rockies fought back in this game and even got it to the point in which the tying run was at the plate. In the ninth inning, in that sixth, you had the rally started off by a man who started off a lot of rallies so far this year, Jonathan Daza. He did have a single, would eventually come around to score. Blackman singled, Crone singled, McMahon singled, four in a row, and Randall Grichuk with the death blow there. The three-run home run that ended up chasing starter Alex Cobb, giving him seven earned runs on the day at that point, Giants bullpen started to shut things down. So a very uncool-like performance from Chad's cool. Uh, this is the second one in a row. Last one came in San Francisco against the Giants. He felt a little bit better about his performance than what the stat line showed. Uh, we did just talk to him in the clubhouse after the game, and no matter where the ball was, the Giants were hitting it. And so those 107 wins last year were no fluke. The Giants are undoubtedly back right now. They, they are back. They are part of the class of the national league period. Not nationally, league, national league West, but the national league, uh, Jonathan Daza, as I mentioned, did, uh, get a hit there in that big sixth inning. He extended his hitting streak to a career long 10 games. He's now batting four Oh five 15 for 37 over this streak. Randall Gritch, as I mentioned, had that three run home run. CJ Chrome went three for five with his major league leading 15th Multi hit game of the season. 11 of his multi hit games have actually come at home here at Coors Field, where he's batting 398 with a 723 slugging percentage, six doubles, seven home runs, 22 RBI in 21 games. So he's taken advantage of his home ballpark and he's been carrying the load here in these games for the Rockies, but unfortunately, not enough. Ryan McMahon went two for four with a double and two RBI. He did come out to the ballpark early on Tuesday and was taking a bunch of ground balls after his eighth error of the season back on Monday night. So that was nice to see that he was able to get off the schneid. He's driven in at least one run in five straight games, matching his career high and his career best. He's gone eight for 20 with four multi-games and seven RBI over his last five games. Brendan Rodgers, despite the multi-error game the two errors coming at second base he did have his eighth multi-hit game of the season eighth multi-hit game of the month he's been that good in may definitely has turned a corner in a major way a couple transactions that we had to talk about that started the day you had antonio senzatella going on the 15-day il no longer the 10-day il uh certain teams uh, Dodgers, there, we'll just go out and say it, uh, Abuse the 10-day IL. So in this most recent CBA, they did change it to say that pitchers needed to still go on 15-day injured list. Hitters, position players, of course, they can still go on the 10-day IL, but pitchers, 15. So Cenzatella, they Buddy is, is really expecting him to be back immediately after that 15-day stint for him to go down uh, with the lower back strain that he had that saw him removed from the game at the top of the third inning before he could even throw a pitch in the third inning on Monday night. Justin Lawrence came up from AAA to take Sensatella's spot as they don't need Sensatella for a couple days. We'll talk about that in just a moment, but might as well go ahead and get an extra arm in the bullpen. We did see Lawrence on Tuesday night. He threw an inning, did give up two earned runs. Looked like he was about to strike out the side after getting the first two guys. That was not the case. Chassin, uh, struggled a little bit in his two innings, gave up two earned runs. But Robert Stevenson, Alex Colomay, and Lucas Gilbert all had scoreless innings of work to keep the Rockies hopeful late in that ball game. But the other bit of news, and we've got an article up on thednvr.com, now only 50 cents for your first month, detailing what's going on with the 40-man roster because Dom Nunez was sent down to AAA. I touched on that a little bit on Tuesday's podcast. If you listen to that one and in his place, the guy that all signs pointed to is the guy that was added to the 40-man roster and was promoted to the big leagues. It's Brian Servin. He did not get into the game on Tuesday night. Thought maybe he was going to after Elias Diaz took a wicked foul tip off of the kneecap. He started getting himself ready just a little bit, but the tank as I now like to refer to him as the tank stayed in the game. Diaz stayed there. And so Servin will be making his major league debut on Wednesday with Kyle Freeland on the hill, hoping to snap this 12 game losing streak. We talk about Brian Servin on this episode that you are about to hear again. This was recorded on Tuesday afternoon before the game, but everything else that we deal with is very much timely. Chris Bryant in Salt Lake. He hit second for the isotopes, played left field, went one for three, had two ground outs in his first two ABs that did see him reach base uh, on a fielder's choice and on an error. And I thought, hey, you know what? This is a good time to point this out for anyone who may not know, but reaching base on a fielder's choice or an error does not actually increase a player's on-base percentage. Reaching base means to do so safely. And if the defense makes an error, it means that, they, that that play should have translated to an out for both the team and for the pitcher. So in other words, you didn't reach base safely because of your own ability. And that's what on-base percentage calculates. It's basically, did you make an out, right? on. Uh, you reach base, it means you didn't make an out. That's why on-base percentage is valued so highly. It's more important than a batting average. Batting average is, you know, you got to hit. Well, if you're drawing a walk, let's say every other at bat, that's shoot. That's a a 500 on base percentage. That's fantastic. That means you would actually be elite. Now, of course, the opposing team is going to throw you strikes, but if you had that kind of a discerning eye to not chase pitches outside of the zone and you walked 50% of the time, even if you did nothing else, you would have a lot of value. In Major League Baseball, because you reach base safely because of your own ability. If you put a ball in play and the runner gets forced out at second base, well, you made it out. Not literally, you weren't out, but your teammate on the bases was out. And guess what? If that runner wasn't already on the bases, you would have been put out because you hit a ground ball. Same thing with an error. It should have been an out, but it wasn't. And so you got lucky. You, you did reach base but it does not contribute to your on-base percentage. He did single, as I said, going one for three in his third and final at bat. He'll DH again on Wednesday. So if you're in the Salt Lake area, you can go check out that game. And he is expected to be back activated on friday in the lineup we'll get some more word from buddy on wednesday doesn't always talk to the media on day games because of the quick turnaround but we are hearing that that will be the case so we might have some more news that oh yeah definitely he felt great after tuesday night's game and so maybe we'll learn a little bit more accurately that no he will definitely be back on friday against the mets in a game that could be very cold got a little cold snap coming in there that That snowstorm that we usually get that third weekend of May. Well, here here it is again, just in time for the Mets. Peter Lambert also there rehabbing. He started this game as part of his rehab through 21 pitches, 14 for strikes. So you like that he was filling up the zone, pitched one inning, gave up two hits, one run. It was earned. Walked one and struck out two from the Los Angeles Angels top minor league affiliate, the Salt Lake Bees. So... Here is our show that we recorded, uh, as we do, just about every Monday and Tuesday at noon. You can watch it live on YouTube, or you can just watch it afterwards. we got some fantastic graphics in our game, Say What?, where you'll even hear me talk about it on this episode. I try to look at the silhouette to say, hey, you know what? This person looks like it could be that. That might inform how well I do in this wonderful little trivia game. That we have because you might not catch all of the quotes that are coming out of Rocky's camp or out of MLB, but you might be able to figure out a couple of things based on the silhouette. That's why you need to be watching, subscribing, liking, giving us some great comments and feedback over on our YouTube channel, DNVR Sports. So without further ado, here's our fun little show from Tuesday, myself and Susie Hunter. I'm Patrick Lyons.
1: And I am Susie Hunter. Patrick, I feel like the party is over now that the Rockies are officially below 500 for the first time since opening day.
0: Yes, they are still overall pretty good record wise, but you're right. It's the hot start that is, I guess we can say, officially over with one game under, as you pointed out, with the opening day. Lost mm-hmm. now there. They're sitting one game below 500, and they're, they're fifth place in the National League West. They're 2-8 and eight over their last 10, but if you take a step back from that, and you just look at where they're at, and we'll get to where they're going, because there's going to be a couple transactions on the roster coming up here uh, in the next couple days, they're actually only two and a half games back of the St. Louis Cardinals for the final wildcard spot, so... When you look at it from that context and you say, well, the player that they spent $182 million on this offseason, not to mention a player that they invested $60 million in, and Ryan McMahon has more errors than he did all of last year, and one of the pitchers that they invested in is a little bit banged up, you say, well, things certainly could be worse, and you can see room for there to be things to be a little bit better as well.
1: Yeah, things absolutely could be worse. Again, yeah, only one game under five hundred. It's just yeah, these last ten games have been rough for the most part, and especially last night too. Last night just felt after that game, just the energy was just extremely low, and it was the the vibes were bad.
0: Yeah, that was a hard one to to flush, and you can kind of, you know, begin to feel it, buddy. I thought had a, a did a good job of you know, keeping his composure as he always does. And yeah. it's just, hey, it's just a loss. But a couple of the players in the clubhouse, you could really sense their frustration because as you said, they, they battled back against the Giants on Monday night, tied it up 4-4. Ryan McMahon, a big game-tying home run. They were very much in that game. It was tied late before Daniel Bard blew the save and coupled with the Sunday comeback that, well, wasn't a comeback. Uh, seven runs in the seventh. Nope, all wiped away again because of uh, Daniel Bard blown opportunity. So those two things going back to back, 11 straight losses now against the San Francisco Giants, when it seemed like they maybe had them figured out, it's it's frustrating to say the least right now.
1: Yeah, it was so frustrating because it's like, oh, we had them right there. And like it was just it was so close. You could feel it. You could taste it. We were all tied up and um it just did not it didn't work out ryan mcmahon was frustrated last night and i just have so much respect for him too for answering all of our questions and just like really taking responsibility for the mistakes that he has been making but he was frustrated last night
0: i like how you phrase that too uh the the respect we have and and the appreciation for Mm -hmm. that because anyone else listening to that could go well, yeah, that's what he's supposed to do. Okay, you're right, but there are a lot of guys who do not do that. I mean, uh, don't want to don't want to throw a, a former Rocky under the bus, but you go 0 for four, the Golden Sombrero, in a large market in the Northeast, and you don't want to talk to media. You know, that's that's not great. It's it's one moment, it's one game, and again, over the course of time, you know, good people will stand out from the pack, and when you do the right things, that gets noticed. But it would have been understandable if, if McMahon would have been that frustrated because he even said post game, he's like, you know, I, I screwed the game. I screwed it for us. It's got to stop. You know, my error ended up leading to two more runs and, you know, really took it upon himself there. And as you said, he answered those questions. So should he be doing that? Yes. Does every player do that? Absolutely not. So much respect to Rymac for that.
1: Yeah. I mean, and of course, yeah, he should be answering questions, but uh, I mean, those are, it's, It's tough. Like, it's still like a hard situation to be in when you're frustrated with yourself. And I'm sure the last thing you want to do is talk to all of us with me and my camera in your face.
0: Yeah, no, Thomas Harding last night to have his camera in the face. There were, there were some, a couple of replacement cameras that were there. And again, not to to harp on this point, but there weren't one, they weren't one word answers. They weren't, yeah, yep, got to be better on the defense and then looking around and, Well, you know, they, uh, they were better than us tonight. Next question. Like it wasn't that he, you know, he gave those same thorough answers uh, frustrated, but still, you know, was very respectful of, of what we have to do on the, on the press side uh, as well as just, you know, being, being open and honest there as, as much as possible. So, that's mm-hmm. you, you like to see that because, you know, there are, there are certain guys uh, in every clubhouse or certain leaders that should be there that aren't always there. So Ryan McMahon, you know, still a relatively young player in his career, despite him, whatever his contract might say for him to go out and take that leadership step. I think that was, that was a, that was a big step for him. He, I can remember, you know, a few years ago, it must've been 2019 when Nolan Arenado got Uh, His big extension because Nolan isn't a big guy to really talk. He's always in the middle of it. He was always in the the, making the big plays defensively at the plate, whatever it was. Uh, wasn't always a great quote, you know. Didn't always, you know, relish that that opportunity. Cargo had just left. Hurtapara had just left. There were a couple guys that you lean on for those big quotes following a big game, and it seemed like the clubhouse maybe was starting to shift a little bit. And I thought. You know, Ryan McMahon is that is going to be that guy. He was still only like in his second year at that point. Trevor Story, you know, is he going to step up? And he did. Trevor Story actually stepped up. He's another guy who's maybe more on the quiet side, yet still was there every day to answer those questions, win, lose, or or uh, otherwise, or ugly, uh, if you if you would. And so, Ryan McMahon, I, I thought that was an interesting point from a clubhouse leadership role. Mm-hmm. stepping up and, and talking to us despite the the frustrating loss and the poor performance from him, again, defensively.
1: Yeah, I mean, someone had to talk. I will say, Ryan McMahon, a Sagittarius, natural-born leader, very outgoing. I like this for him, Zodiac-wise.
0: Well, according bringing to MLB. Bringing <laughs> it back, I like that. MLB.com uh, had an article today, quick little snippets of a quick fix that every team can do. To get themselves on the backtrack or continue to have some success. And so you say, well, what's that for the Rockies right now at one game under 500? And in this piece, it was, well, frankly, something that is a quick fix and should be a quick fix for the Rockies. And that is the return of Chris Bryant.
1: Yeah, we've been talking about this a lot, so I'm glad that MLB is listening to us Um, No, But, I mean, this is just such an obvious one, too, uh, getting Chris Bryant back. We, have of course, expected so much from him this season, Um, and we were not expecting him to be out for this long, this early. But, yeah, getting him back soon will be exactly what we need. And hopefully, yeah, that should – I think Buddy said that we could expect him on Friday, but he's going to be – doing a two-game rehab stint with Albuquerque in Salt Lake City.
0: And he loves Utah. At his press conference, he talked about, like, oh, some of my favorite places to be. And he had Utah in there. No major league team there uh, in Utah. I don't know that we'll ever see that. Maybe when expansion goes to 50 teams, something crazy like that. But yeah, that's interesting for all those uh, people. We actually, you know, Hey, Utah is kind of in that Rocky mountain region. So we do have some of our subscribers and, and some of our members mm-hmm. to the DNVR.com who have reached out saying like, Hey, is this, is this legit? I'm going to get tickets if he's going to be down there. So we got Rockies fans out there. Uh, love all of our members, uh, you can reach yeah. out the, in the members only discord. So, uh, that was fun. And so I, I'm really looking forward to for the Rockies fans out there in, in Utah to, to get a, a first glimpse of Chris Bryant without having to cross over the Rocky mountains.
1: Yeah. Also. Yeah. Shout out to Utah. I hope Chris Bryant wasn't, you know, faking this injury just so he could go to Utah. I don't know.
0: He did. He was uh, talking very extensively about the Albuquerque schedule uh, thinking back <laughs> on it now. And he's like, well, we got the OKC trip in late April. And I was like, wow, you really know, a lot, although he did refer to Sugarland as the Skeeters still, so to be fair, but it only says Sugarland on the schedule, so we'll give him a pass on that. So, yeah, he, he played this up perfectly to get himself there in Utah, as you said, the two games. And then Friday for the Mets series is when they expect him to be back. And so, you know, Rockies were 10 and four, I believe that was the number there. I think they were 10 and four with Chris Bryant in the lineup before his uh, final game there on I think it was April 21st so that's going to be a big jolt a big boost in the starting lineup we'll see what happens if he's going out there defensively if he'll be at DH for maybe a couple games or maybe it'll just be a kind of a slow progress but we'll have obviously have a much better idea the next couple days depending on how things go in those two rehab starts
1: yeah we'll be keeping an eye on you Chris Bryant I know I know he's listening he's a huge fan of the show of course.
0: Buddy also mentioned that when Brian comes back, a pitcher will be going down to Albuquerque. We'll be going back to AAA. Right now, Rockies are operating with a three-player bench, which is somewhat common right now uh, across Major League Baseball. Giants right now are using a four-player bench, uh, but they did just have Tommy Stella come off the IL. So one they'll be down one less relief pitcher, which... It's going to factor in pretty mightily here. And we'll talk about, about why that is in just a second. But uh does does fortify the bench a little bit, Gets Sam Hilliard probably out of the lineup as we've seen him get a lot of starts out there in left field. And so that will be that will be interesting to see what, what happens there. But you 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 need that depth. You need that depth uh coming off the bench, and it'll be interesting to see how Buddy mixes and matches with a a four-player bench, a bench that could have a couple of new names on it.
1: Yeah, I know. We've heard some rumors about some transactions that might be happening.
0: Yes. Uh, One of those transactions, which we've heard directly from Buddy's mouth, is that Antonio Senzatella will be hitting the I.L. uh, on his start on Monday. You know, he was wincing. Uh, It happened before he went out. To start the third inning, but we we started to see him wince a little bit, reaching for uh, you know his left lower back and and uh and his buttock if you will so uh not good he he had injured it a little bit or uh, had aggravated it in a bullpen start a couple of days ago here in denver and then there was a, a ground ball back to him from jock Peterson he also had the same thing happen with Tommy listella in the second inning and it just got tighter and tighter and so but he said it straight up right after the game, boom, he'll be going on the IL, which leads to all the speculation about, well, who's going to take his spot in the order on Sunday against the New York Mets. That is if they even play the game because of the massive snowstorm that we may or may not be getting.
1: (laughs) That's Denver weather for you. Um, I mean, of course we have some options, but also we have an well, the Rockies have an off day on Thursday. Um, So that would kind of line up for Chad cool to just do a start. But then like, if, you know, looking forward, we would need to figure something
0: out. Yeah, absolutely. What what you don't need to figure out is where to watch the Colorado Avalanche on Tuesday night, round two of the Stanley cup playoffs. You can head on down to the corner of Colfax and York. That's where we are. The DNVR bar. Again, if you're listening to this as a podcast, you also need to make sure you are hitting the subscribe button on our YouTube channel, DNVR Sports. Go and give us some love there. We've got great content. You get to see what we look like a little bit. Sometimes our home studio, the in-studio, what it looks like. Uh, you, you get to see our facial expressions and rather than just hear our voice and all of our takes. But head on down to the corner of Colfax in New York for those watch parties because if you're a member of the DNVR.com, you know you get that mega pint, the member-sized beer. If you have an annual membership, you get a free shirt from Dnbrlocker.com. extra raffle tickets at all of the watch parties to win some free gear and all kinds of price breaks when we've got tailgates, party bus, you name it. And as we said, that members-only Discord where you can reach out to us directly and we might be able to divulge a little more information than we would on social media or an article form as that is a little bit more, well, professional. So, well, we, we can get into the weeds a little bit more uh, behind those closed doors of the members-only Discord. And you know what? If, if you are down for that member-sized beer, make sure it's an Avalanche Ale from Breckenridge Brewery, the hometown craft beer of your Colorado Avalanche, because right now they are celebrating this historic winning season with people who have supported this community through such a challenging year, let's face it, by giving Avs tickets to a pair of community stars each home game during the playoffs, including the Stanley Cup Finals. Yes, here's what you got to do. We, we're we going to invite you to nominate a stellar community member and Avs fan who should get the chance to celebrate at a playoffs game this season. Each home game, we're going to hook a fan up and a friend with tickets, gear to match, and of course, the drink of the season, Avalanche Ale. Breckenridge Brewery will also donate a portion of all proceeds of sales of Avalanche Ale throughout the playoffs to the community fund Boulder County to benefit those affected by the Marshall Fire, visit breckbrew.com to nominate a community star and send them to an Avs playoff game. When it comes, I love to-
1: that. Isn't I love that great? That.
0: Yeah, I think that's such a wonderful idea. It's even even more of a reason to root for the Avs to to go to the Stanley Cup Finals is, well, frankly, it's so people in our community can enjoy it, appreciate it, and uh, and something can be given back to them for all that they have done. For that community, and what you can do for yourself to at least pad your wallet is have some fun with the NBA playoffs this month, nonstop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just five dollars on any team to win, you're going to get 150 dollars in free bets if that team does win. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on the hoops with same-game parlays. That's where you can buy multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout, and the more legs you add, the more money you can win plus right now if you place the same game parlay each day with three or more legs you can get up to $25 back if one of those legs doesn't hit hedge your bet it's what my tombstone would say or it's what it will say uh, when my hot start comes to a close <laughs> download the, download the DraftKings sportsbook app now use promo code dnvr bet five dollars on any nba team to win their game and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code DNVR at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Well, as you were saying, Susie, some of the starting rotation options, Chad Cool looks to be a good option. Now he was supposed to start Uh, next Monday against his former club, the Pittsburgh Pirates. It would have been really nice to see him exact Mm -hmm. a little bit of revenge on them. So even if they go ahead, as you pointed out with the off day on Thursday and go with Chad cool on Sunday, they will still need another fifth starter at some point next week, because there aren't any of those off days getting involved. Ty block is one of those candidates. We did see him uh, look pretty solid for three innings on Monday he could end up going five or we could see an option that the Rockies turn to uh, in Philadelphia earlier this season.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, listen, this is uh, this. uh, Yeah, this is just, it's so bizarre and all, but yeah, Ryan Feltner, um, he pitched in Philly. We could see him again, potentially. So um, it's, it's extremely possible. We've got options.
0: Yeah, he's pitched pretty well down in in Triple A, you know, needed a little bit more seasoning and and I think he still does, but in a pinch, he he really is, you know, probably the only option other than Ty Block. I mean, you're 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 giving up your long reliever there. Uh and again, that's, you know, that that could be problematic down the line. There's really nobody else on the 40-man roster. Rockies currently sit at 39, so they have room for one more guy. We're going to talk about who Mm -hmm. that person is in a second. So that's going to be blocked. It's going to be off the table here in just a few moments, but Feltner has been good. His last start uh, was on Saturday, May 14th. So, Hey, he just has a couple extra days of rest. He's a good fit. Uh, Again. Otherwise, if you look at the 40 man roster, they don't have anyone else that they could really pull from, unless you go down to double a and go with a Noah Davis and really say, look, this is just a spot start. You're going to learn a couple things. It might be the hard way. uh, But, Otherwise, you're going to have to make a couple of transactions if you want to bring up a, you know, a Zach Neal, a Dylan Overton, or a Frank Duncan. Again, these might all be names that are brand new to you, and you're going,
1: mm-hmm.
0: "What? This, this isn't great." Yeah, this isn't how the Rockies necessarily drew it up. But those guys, in a pinch, you know, would uh, be able to provide a couple of innings. So, so why not add someone new to the 40 man roster? They've got 39. Who's that? Who's this mystery man? Susie, that that we keep alluding to here that should be at some point, maybe by the end of this show, uh, get added to the 40-man roster. Do you you have any inkling of who that could be, Susie?
1: You know, there has been a lot of talk about Brian Servin the past, like, 12 hours. Um, So Don Nunez is being sent back down to AAA. So with that, who are we bringing back up? Brian Servin is kind of like anecdotally, like who we're talking about is maybe the best candidate to be that replacement. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we know he's having a great season in Albuquerque. And we talked to Josh Sushan about this uh, just a couple of weeks ago and how he he had great things to say about how this guy is a big leaguer. It's just a matter of when. We have a clip up of that on our social media right now. Very easy to find, said some great things. Um, but like I've been saying, like, oh, it's central casting calling up Brian Servan.
0: Yeah, good looking guy. You know, very, very fit, uh, which, which isn't always the case with catchers, right? <laughs> they just have to block the ball. They, they've got all that equipment on them. But yeah, we saw we saw Dom packing up his stuff last night. We weren't sure if, you know, maybe this was something that was going to happen a little bit sooner uh, struggling at the plate a little bit defensively, you know, maybe not as, not as sharp as uh, he was last year. And so Brian servan has been a guy that has kind of been on that cusp. He's 27 years old. And you hear that and you go, well, what kind of prospect is that? Keep in mind for catchers, you know, that that's fairly normal in the grand scheme Mm -hmm. of things. There are plenty of catchers, uh, that you look, I mean, look (coughs) at a guy like Manny Pena uh, who, who signed a two-year deal, I believe with Atlanta there, there are those like third string catcher uh, types that you know late in their career in their mid-30s they finally come to fruition they have some of their best years that that very mm-hmm. much is a thing that happens in fact Carlos Perez was having a really good year down in AAA uh, until he went on the uh, the IL retroactively so you know potentially he could have been that guy but he's banged up right now so it does look like Brian Servin, one of his coaches uh, former coaches down at ASU said hey I'm I'm also hearing Brian Servin is that guy so really before last week, the only active player in AAA on the Albuquerque Ice-Topes roster that was a catcher is Brian Servin, and so that that makes all the sense in the world to happen, uh, as as there is nobody else on the forty man roster right now that can catch. So Brian Servin, all all signs pointing to him, and and so people yeah. want to know who who is this mystery man, and there's still a lot more that we need to know about him. But I I know you know him a little bit, right, from from the Hartford days.
1: Yeah, yeah, I actually I did talk to him a little bit in Hartford when he was there. Um so um when I was at my TV station in Connecticut, uh you know, we always do the media day, ask the guys a bunch of like really silly questions like, "Hey, can you make a goat noise?" or like, "Which one of your teammates is most likely to do this or that?" So one of the questions I had because I was working for an ABC affiliate, I'm like, "Which one of your teammates is most likely to go on The Bachelor?" and uh, um his teammates voted him most likely to go on the bachelor. So he's just, he's such a personality and adorable kid. Um, So yeah, I've met him a little bit um, a couple of years ago. So I'm, you know, I, you know, I root for my goats. So whenever I see a yard goat making the majors, I root for them forever. So I I hope this is the case.
0: Yeah. When, uh, if, and when the Rockies ever do some kind of charity auction you know, to, to hang out with some of the players. I mean, between Brian Servant and and Chris Bryant, like they've, they've got the, uh, the bachelor vibe going for them. So uh, whoever, whoever's teaming up with the Rockies there for that charity, boom, they're, they're going to make uh, a a couple bucks, but the baseball player, Brian Servant, you know, grew up uh, in, in Palm desert, California, went to Palm desert, High school, which is nearby Palm Springs and Coachella, mm-hmm. although I think I think when you say Coachella, I always thought, well, there's a Palm Springs in Florida, I think, right? Probably. Probably. I I never know. <laughs> but knew. I the, always but like Springs.
1: the famous Palm Springs yeah. is California.
0: I, re- I think I really only learned that recently. But adding That's in true. that it's nearby Coachella probably doesn't help because I don't know if people know of Coachella. and They know of the concert and they know of the the town, but I don't know if they necessarily know where it's located. But
1: a lot of i feel like a lot of people do but maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm just so smart i don't know
0: it could be you hang out in smart circles uh as did brian servant because he went to asu right i mean yeah a bit of a party school but uh, <laughs> they they do have some higher uh, academic standards you know this was a guy that as a true freshman he was the starting catcher. he got a majority of the starts with the sun devils was only the third catcher to do that in 20 years drafted in the fifth round by the Rockies in 2016. And he's a player that I think one of the reasons why people are so curious about him because we haven't heard about him as a top 30 prospect uh, pretty much at, at all, but that's kind of the case with catchers because they are so focused on the receiving part and working with the pitching staff that the bat is something that usually ends up developing late. It's it's a lot like left-handed relievers or just, just left-handed starters in general that it takes a while. It's, it's almost not until their seventh year until they reach free agency that their best years are there. And so servants kind of, as we said, he's kind of in that prime right now uh, of where he should be. And it doesn't mean that he's going to stick with the Rockies here. You know, he (laughs) could kind of go back and forth just a little bit um, with, with Dom. But again, anytime you're doing that and you're sending down, you know, half of the battery down to AAA, that's going to have impact on the starting rotation. So this is you know, somewhat of a significant move where they're saying, you know what, we need to change something up uh, for our pitchers, the starters, the relievers, both in kind. And so, again, 99% sure. Not 100. We haven't had the announcement yet. We're just speculating here.
1: We are speculating, but these are educated speculations. We're
0: speculating hard. We are taking a second mortgage out on our house to plunk down some big bucks on DraftKings Sportsbook. But we know. We feel confident very confident uh, that he's gonna do well hit 16 home runs last year in Albuquerque uh, in in something like 90 starts which again is is very typical uh, with their shortened season uh, and and the time that's split at catcher uh, I think I wrote about him a little bit in the, in spring uh, as part of an article with uh, Ryan Rawson so I did uh, catch up with him you know he, he played baseball down with Licey, uh, down in the Dominican Republic and was uh, able to do a really good job handling Ryan Rawlison and, and helping get Rawlison, you know, get, get more innings because he had such a banged up year there in, uh, in 2021, which was unfortunate, but servan has been that guy that's been uh, helping develop some of those players. And a lot of the, a lot of the success that the Icetope's bullpen had last year because there were a lot of bright stories. We didn't get to see them on the major league level. We didn't see those guys like the Reagan Todd and the Jake Bird, Heath Holder, Logan Cozart. We didn't see all those guys at the major league level, but a uh, servant did a really good job in uh, getting a, a lot of production on the pitching side out of those gentlemen. And if you're looking to get a lot of production out of your chompers, oh. particularly being the, the pearly white variety, Make sure you give a shout to our friends at Green Mountain Dental Group because they've taken amazing care of all of our DNVR members over the years, especially those who've made the permanent switch to Green Mountain Dental. And yes, the hot start may be over, but you can still smile and have a pearly white smile in and around Denver. All that is thanks to the great folks at Green Mountain Dental Group. Right now, when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam with them, you're going to receive a free Sonicare toothbrush from Green Mountain Dental Group, located just 15 minutes from downtown Denver. And you know what? Maybe before your dental appointment, if you're going to want to get something to eat, especially depending on what kind of work you're getting done, you want to have a full tummy. And so that's where our friends at Sexy Pizza are going to help you out. Susie and I, we can be a little bit of pizza snobs. And so when Wait we up. tell you, yeah, when we tell you that the hand-tossed deck oven pizza with made-from-scratch-each-morning dough, which it seems so obvious like yeah that's what should be happening it isn't what's happening at most pizza places around the country to a degree certainly here in colorado but sexy pizza they do it the right way they're they're as local as local can be they've been here for 13 plus years in the denver community they also do this amazing thing where if you head to their website www.sexy.pizza you can check out their about page for the donations link to see how sexy pizza can support your cause That's right. They're going to give back to where you like giving back and that's to the Denver community. They've got a location on Capitol Hill, Old South Pearl, Jefferson Park and Park Hill, as well as down in the Southern part of our state in Trinidad, Colorado. It's worth checking out as well. So Giants in town, I Mm -hmm. decided to, as I am prone to do from time to time, sit in on Gabe Kapler's meeting and interesting. Why
1: did you do that? I didn't see you do that.
0: (laughs) I I zip around, man. I zip, I zoom. It was a quick in and out 10, 15 minute thing. He was, he was in the dugout. He was just holding court for some people. And then the reporters were in another part of the dugout waiting for him to properly talk on the record, came over, talked, had a lot of eye contact with everybody there. Even if you weren't talking, if you're in the background, it was very like intentional, Uh, not intimidating, just like, Hey, I, I want, to know you guys to know how valued you are and he's
1: hmm, he's interesting. a very
0: interesting guy and he, he has, is
1: an interesting guy
0: oh let's we, we can't go there Susie we can't go there so he has a hand tattoo we can't say that that's yes. public. that's definitely public <laughs> <We> can. <laughs> you can take a screenshot of his hand tattoo we'll say that uh, beautiful. It's like a rose uh, goes up uh, to his his fingers and it's an honor of his father who did pass away late in 2020. And so uh, I recommend anybody that, you know, I, I don't want to gush over another manager, but um, he, he's just interesting. You know, there there are just not people like that in baseball, a guy who still looks like he could be a player like him and Warren Schaefer. You know, like if you had a home run derby for, for coaches and managers, Schaefer and Cap, I mean, those two guys, Gabriel, excuse me, Gabriel, Gabriel. guys are going to be very good, very, very talented. So, you know, if you see an article on Gabe Kapler, don't pass it up, read it, because he's changing the game, help bring in the first female coach, uh, Alison Macken. So, you know, tip of the cap to him for that.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you know, we've also talked a lot about him, you know, throughout this season about him. Kind of, you know, putting some of the unwritten rules to the side. Like, if the Giants are up by a lot, they're going to keep – they're going to stay on you. You know, they're not going to let up. They're not going to give you a break because you never know what's going to happen in baseball. I'm like, okay, I actually, like, kind of respect that. Uh, But, yeah, he's got – I wonder. you know, I do wonder, though, because, you know, he does a lot of interesting stuff. Are we going to see him walking around barefoot at Coors Field?
0: Could be good. Could be getting his summer feet going. You know, you want to get a little calloused up, walking on your balls. Well, no, your he likes to ground. He,
1: he likes to ground himself.
0: There you go. I like you know? that. Yeah, he uh, like he's capable. He's capable of uh some interesting quotes that make sense. But Susie, I know you've got some quotes that probably don't make sense. And that's what's going to be fun about this. It's it's we well, you know what I'll let you introduce it. Of course, this this is where.
1: We're going to play our favorite game on this show. It's called Say What? It's where I take quotes completely out of context, and I'm going to make Patrick guess who said them. Today's is going to be fun because we don't always do a ton of Rockies quotes. We just kind of like feel it out. But today I've got five quotes for you. All but one of them are Rockies related.
0: Oh, so they're mostly Rockies related.
1: They're mostly Rockies Whoa. related. You know, I like to take oh, from no. the world of baseball, but we are going to focus on our Rockies for the most part today. Are you ready, Patrick?
0: No. Hold on. I got I to gotta do got You're not some ready. More. Can I read a couple articles? Look, it's one thing if I know like one of six quotes when they have <laughs> to do with like the Rochester Red Wings or something like that. I'm like, oh, I forgot they had a chew your own toenail night where if you can Fit your foot in your mouth. You get in tickets for free or some crap like that. But if these are real Rockies guys, I got to know my stuff. All right, I'm I'm on blast now. Let's do it,
1: Patrick. I'm pretty confident that you will do a good job. You were there for at least one of these, so (laughs) okay. (laughs) All right, let's start off with our first one. Play for my teammates. Play for my pitchers. Die for my pitchers, Patrick. Who is out there?
0: Dying for his pitchers. Wow. Okay. So I I did not hear this one directly. That one might have come on on Sunday. But if I got to think about someone who's probably been beaten up a little bit and, and actually has appeared to die for his 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 teammates and his pitchers, I would have to go with the man who is is just the he's not a platoon anymore. He's the center fielder for the Colorado Rockies. Is it Jonathan Daza?
1: You bet it is. Jonathan Daza said that on Sunday after that tough loss that was just so close. Um, he had a lot to say after that game, but this one stuck out to me because I was not ready for this level of intensity from Jonathan Daza. But I am here for it. I'm it's here very for
0: very intense. Jonathan. Yeah. I need to I keep saying Jonathan, and it is Jonathan, and I do like yeah. to try to get these things right. So I, um I need to shift gears to a Jonathan. So congratulations to Jonathan Daza.
1: Jonathan, my call.
0: All
1: right. You ready for another? I think so. All right. Does that make me better? The does that make me the better Shohei? We'll let everyone decide. Patrick, who thinks they're the better Shohei Otani? Who said this?
0: Wow. Okay. So we haven't had any position players pitching for the Rockies yet this year. I'd be curious to know, there's gotta be a, a site where maybe it tracks that specifically. So you can keep you know tabs on uh, who's the last team to use. I'm going to go with uh, a guy who was brought up yesterday. Actually, Gabe Kapler was talking about this and was a slip of the tongue. He was talking about the Sunday night game uh, with the, uh, the, the Angels slash Cardinals slugger, Albert Pujols. Yes, <laughs> th- yes, he is just on the Cardinals. But, you know, sometimes if you squint, uh, depending on the font that you're looking at, the the, the red in, in both those jerseys look the same. Gabe Kapler, slip of the tongue, he said, you know, I thought it was interesting for guys to have a chance to play against a Hall of Fame pitcher. <laughs> and then a couple of seconds later, say, no, ho- no, hold on. A Hall of Famer. But yeah, I guess technically we could say Albert Pujols is a Hall of Famer. So I think it's, I think I'm going to go Pujols.
1: Oh my gosh. I wish Albert Pujols said this. It was actually Brett Phillips who is known to be hilarious all the time, but he's also known to pitch in certain situations when the Rays are not doing too well. So this happened about a week ago when the Rays were no hit and lost 12-0 and he was joking around afterwards. He's like, you know, I know this was a really highly anticipated matchup—the American Shohei versus the Japanese Shohei. Um, so he just—he had a lot of he had a lot of jokes. He's always got jokes. No shortage on jokes.
0: I do love that. I do. We we need more characters in the game like this. I was talking yesterday with Stu Stu Cole, uh, Rocky Starr, base coach, about superstitions and and different things. And Turk Wendell. You, have you ever heard of the name Turk Wendell? It's a no. weird name. I mean, it's clearly is it a
1: double unique.
0: Uh, you know, it might be actually, uh, <laughs> I'm going to say it is holy smokes. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that, but Kirk, uh, as he's properly known, had all kinds of crazy superstitions. And we're just like, man, there's just guys that aren't like that. And I think that's, that's still true. But Brett Phillips is definitely a unique guy who embraces the fun side of baseball, despite not being like an all-star. He's, he's very far from being an all-star. You might not know that because of how much we see him around the game. And so, man, Brett Phillips, he's doing the Lord's work, the baseball Lord's work He really is.
1: Listen, he's got an all-star personality, that's for sure. I like it. All that's right. That's what his
0: tombstone should say. This show is all about tombstones.
1: Yeah, we're super morbid right now. <laughs> <laughs> the Rockies go one game below 500, and we are so morbid.
0: Again, their hot start is dead not the rock is dead. The
1: we're not saying the season's dead Definitely don't get not. it twisted um uh, all right we're going to continue getting some quotes twisted um here's our next one in most cases you don't get to see the player behind the scenes the true player a lot of times you get the media player in quotes patrick who wow. said that i
0: have no idea i think you said all but one Was uh, was a Rocky uh, Turk Wendell, not a double unique. There was another Wendell. Uh, In most cases, you don't get to see the player behind the scenes, the true player. A lot of times, you'll get the media player. Okay, well, based on the silhouette, I have a guess, but I I I don't think I would have gotten this. I'm curious to know who uh, manager Bud Black was talking about. You're scooping the. You're getting these quotes from the day that I wasn't in the clubhouse
1: bud black said this yesterday in the scrum and you were there oh man You were there for this, but yes, we have been talking a lot about Tyler Kinley. So is everyone else, just because he has been so consistent for the Rockies in the bullpen. Um, But yeah, we, um, you know, everyone's got a lot of questions about what he's like behind the scenes, Um, and apparently he is a great clubhouse leader. We don't see too much of that, Um, uh, but like, you know, everyone just says, Nothing but the best things about his character, how great of a guy he is. Um, so we do know all of that. We know who does on the mound, but he but he was just like, Yeah, you know, like we know the real Tyler Kinley. You guys we, don't get to see that quite yet.
0: Yeah. We we do before we uh before we vote in the booth, we do need to know his stance on seven inning doubleheaders and the California tiebreaker rule. I mean, that's that's kind of important to know which side of the aisle, uh, which, which, which end of the bullpen he pitches on. I, I loved hearing that he wants to pitch every day. I hadn't heard that yet, but apparently like he's like every day he wants to go out there. So dude's a bulldog.
1: We might need him, <laughs> I don't know. but yeah, no, I do love that he is so eager to get out there and also, you know, he appreciates Taylor Swift. So I like that. This is true. All right. Next quote things we appreciate. Here we go. I haven't shaved this thing in a couple of years, so I got to let it ride.
0: Okay. So we have had some shavings going on. In We've talked the, a
1: lot yeah. about facial hair lately.
0: So we know that Sam Hilliard, of course, shaved his beard, hit a home run on, on back-to-back days, lowered his uh, pants down as well don't recall anybody else you know mixing it up with uh with a fresh shave so you're this guy's got more stubble maybe has a little bit of length but yes he said it right next to it it's his locker mate it's one of his good buddies i mean they've been teammates pretty much just about at every single level you could say that about a lot of guys in the rod helps make for such really you know positive chemistry in the clubhouse but uh, that would be uh, the man who he trims his hair he does trim the mullet but I don't really see too much beard trimming. That would be Mr. Brendan Brod, Rod B hyphen. Rod B. Rod. d Rogers.
1: Or as we called him in um, Hartford, we called him the barodigy. Uh But yes, Brendan Rogers said it, Patrick, you were there for that quote too. So I'm glad you got that one. Um uh, Yeah. We've been talking a lot about facial hair after we talked to Sam Hilliard about him shaving his face and then, uh, getting out of his little slump. Um, we're like, Brendan, would you ever consider if you're back in another slump? He's like, I, I can't. Come on. I haven't done this in years. I'm not talking about this right now.
0: <laughs> someone someone should ask him, you know, do you ever think that maybe the slump you had in in, in April could have been ended sooner oh. if you shaved? Oh, and see, I just put my finger on my nose before you did, which means you're the one who has to ask that today. So, we're going to get, wow, everyone's going to be tuning in to Wednesday's post-game show because the response to that one, look, I asked him about his pillow situation and the bed situation. No! <laughs> so you know what? She's on the, Cleet is on the other foot here, Susie.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> I really dug myself a hole for that one. Um, yeah, I did get you to ask b a stupid question, so I guess now it is my turn.
0: It was important. I, I feel there was, a gram of importance, not an ounce. There was a
1: gram of importance. You know, we did learn that he got a new pillow to help with that comfort and help him sleep well when they're on the road. Um, Anything to help the road Rockies. I
0: I don't know if that's a segment or just a graphic. We need a gram of importance where you just something and you go, Oh, there was something there. There was that little, you see that granule. Yep. Mm -hmm. There you go. That was the importance there. So. All right. We'll we'll see. You're right. So that that's good to know. Another slump, we're not going to see a drastic overhaul in the look for Mr. Brendan Rogers.
1: All right, you ready for one more gram of importance?
0: Yeah, I'm doing I'm doing pretty good so far on this. I'm feeling good. Let's see. Let's see if I can get the the last one.
1: All right, the last one. Sometimes I shake it off. Patrick who said that? Who's shaking it off?
0: Okay, so I'm looking at the silhouette cuz I have no idea now, uh, if my math is correct, we already did have a non-Rockies one, so this has to be a Rocky, and I, I'm not making anything out of the silhouette, so sometimes I shake it off. Uh, again, Sam Hilliard broke out of a, of a nice little slump. Uh, Randall Gritchuk also, I think he was over for 12 uh, with the bifocals before going back to the contact look. Uh, I know Elias Diaz has been struggling a little bit, hasn't necessarily shaken that off entirely. I think had a couple decent at-bats on Monday. Brennan Rogers also did that. You know, I'm going to go with, sometimes I shake. Is it Taylor Swift? No, this person's wearing a cap in the silhouette. <laughs> Damn it. You got me here on this one, which has to be the goal. I'm going to go, I'm going to have to say Sam Hilliard.
1: Um. No, you know, I didn't say that it was going to be a current Rocky. Our friend Ryan Spilborgs. Hey, Spilly said it. He said it to me when I was asking everyone about who they thought is the big Taylor Swift fan. I caught that picture. (laughs) Um, uh, I'm so happy that Soul Patch is gone. Um, uh, but that's what he.
0: That was actually taken last week, right before he went to bed. (laughs) He's got sensitive eyes. Look, some people wear a sleep mask. He wears the Oakleys. The soul patch is just good for exfoliating below the lip and those gray pajamas.
1: Oh. They look a little
0: pajama, pajama-like, wouldn't you say?
1: A little bit, yeah. Um, but yeah, Spelly, always a good time, always fun to chat with. Um, I was like, hey, are you a Taylor Swift fan? He's like, "Yeah, sometimes I shake it off. I'm like, oh, heck yeah. Let's go.
0: <laughs> it's true. It's true. And it's it's fitting. You, were, you, was, you used to wear number 19, which is what Charlie wears, and... I feel confident. We, I mean, we, we got pretty much the confirmation from someone that, you know, Charlie's workout mix is, is a little bit quirky, a little Ace of bass in there.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, his
0: walk up music is, is like that. So I, I feel, I think we know that Swift is Swift is in the rotation for Chuck nasty.
1: No, no one will say, Oh yeah, I'm a Swifty, but you know, we know that there are appreciators on this mm-hmm. roster.
0: Yeah, as as it should be. And I and I appreciate this. Appreciate great producer you're here. Uh I love that. I I feel good about today. I feel all right. Didn't get them all. You your part too. You did not make it easy on me. You shouldn't. You gotta pick the best quotes. You gotta pick the most challenging quotes where out of context. It it, it seems like it makes no sense. And that's that's baseball, right? You go, wait, what? Who said what? That's it.
1: That's baseball. Baseball makes no sense. We love it anyway.
0: Does not what does make sense tonight Rockies are back against the San Francisco Giants. What's that pitching matchup? Brain's going. Didn't didn't sleep very much last night.
1: What is the pitching matchup? Who do we have? We've been so focused on who might be coming Alex up. Cobb. I don't even
0: that's right. We do have Alex Cobb, of course. Uh I think I think Chad Cool's going today. Chad Cool against Alex Cobb. Yeah, that would be correct rematch of what we did see. In San Francisco, 6:40 start there. Um, yeah, it's going to be uh, another one, another kind of must-win situation. When you lose two of three to a team that's uh, struggling like the Royals, you you've got to more than make up for it. You know, I've I've been thinking of some of these games as like a must-win, but it, it's still just it's so early in the season that obviously anything can happen, and a lot of the a lot of the right things that the Rockies have wanted to happen. Have gone their way, right? The the play on the road, not not great, um, not yeah. even just good or less than good. It's better how they started last year. We know that uh, they they swept the Reds before they started playing a lot better. They won their two out of three uh, against the Nationals, took two out of four against the Cubs. So the teams that they should be beating, you know, for the most part, they they have been. The Royals one being that exception. They've lost three straight series in a row. And so, with the Giants and uh, you know Mets coming to town this weekend, it's it's important for them to at least you know come close to splitting as possible. They're they're really going to need to do that before they go back out on the road to Pittsburgh and Washington. Who again, those are teams that you like the Rockies odds of playing better uh, against and and maybe even winning those series, going three and three. So, with five games left on this homestand. Three and two would be really nice. Three and two would be really nice. Two and three, you'd you'd sign up for, I think, to a degree as well.
1: You know what? I will take – I'll take just one win. I mean, I know these are going to be tough matchups, but, yeah, when we – when the Rockies hit the road, I mean, yeah, those are games that you would hope they'd win, but things things never go the way you think they're going to go for the Rockies on the road. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens, but this homestand is maybe going to be a little frustrating. Maybe it's going to get worse before it gets better.
0: It'll get better on Wednesday because it's Dollar uh, Hot Dog Day. Yes.
1: So Heck that's- yes, that's, that's nice. right. I forgot.
0: Yeah, well, how many can you uh, eat in a sitting, Susie? Come on.
1: No, I don't like hot dogs that much. What? I don't. I don't want to eat any hot dogs. Well, it's a
0: sausage it's like a sausage link, like a sausage hot dog?
1: No, 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 no. I'm a nachos yes. girl, and I'm okay with that.
0: or how many helmets of nachos can you eat one one helmet is usually one nice.
1: helmet is huge. I mean nachos are very filling. um, I could do a helmet now I want helmet nachos. I might be bringing that up to the press box tonight.
0: would you rather would you rather attempt to eat two full sized helmet nachos, or let's go four ice cream mini helmets. Is that a good ratio? How, how did I do on that? Did I make it challenging?
1: Oh, see, I think four mini ice cream helmets would be, I, you, like, there's, you, you fit that in your stomach better. Right, six,
0: six mini. I'm going up to six I, think, mini. I
1: still think six mini you could fit better in yeah. your stomach, but it's like, oh, I would feel awful after doing that because that is so much sugar and so much dairy. Um, I don't think that would sit well. Um, so I'm going to go for eating two nacho helmets.
0: That is the correct answer. Yes. yes, that is the correct answer. Always.
1: I'm glad we um. I'm glad we got into this. I'm glad we you asked me that very important question. No one's ever asked me that.
0: Didn't we? I think we had a business endeavor uh, last Tuesday on our show with our buddy Jackson Olson. I, I forget exactly what it was, but another million dollar idea out there. What if we could get? What if we could develop the technology to have a taco bowl in the shape of a helmet? So then you could actually eat the helmet. Susie, are you in on this one?
1: I'm in. We got to go on Shark Tank with this. This is genius.
0: Not the word I would use, but you know what? It's something. Someone out there, if you listen to the DMVR Rockies podcast, you're getting some ideas. Again, I don't know if they're good ideas, but you're getting ideas.
1: Oh no, this is a billion dollar idea. We're taking this right to the top.
0: And if you watch like, you know, the, the great British bake-off that's not the name of the show. Something like that. Yeah, I think that's right. The Great British. That, I was gonna say,
1: that sounds G-B-B-O. like the show. I've never seen it, but
0: you can you can like spray paint and you know there's like edible spray paint. So you can even go and like get the logo on the helmet too, mm-hmm. as you hold it and eat it. That's and you so just weird. gotta hope there's no bubbling on the bottom or cracks, because then everything's just gonna leak out. All I was over gonna you. say oh, that was what so it was. Like- it was. Well, no, that was that was our idea. The the helmet exchange program with Jackson from last week. Yeah, yeah. Like eat,
1: no, you would have to eat. And then you don't have it. to go to
0: the bathroom and
1: clean it out. I feel like we're, like, accidentally talking over each other so much right now. But, yeah, you wouldn't have to clean it up. But the thing is, if you have a, a chip helmet, you have to eat those nachos so fast because that's going to get soggy. And then you're going to lose everything.
0: So would I, it would have to be, like, a mini helmet then so that it. you you can capitalize. I think it would
1: have to be a a mini helmet, but still that that's awesome. That's still so fun.
0: That is fun. All right. So look, if uh, if you want to get that going for us and just kick back some of the profits, you can do that on Twitter at DNVR underscore Rockies. DMs are open. Um, I'm at Patrick D. Lyons on Twitter.
1: I am at the Susie Hunter on all platforms.
0: Man, after this Nacho helmet idea, we've got a lot of momentum. But you know what they say about it. It's only as good as tomorrow's show. So we will talk to you then.